Hi, Joyride here. Just a little precursor to this episode. Uh, we obviously have some things that we want to get off our chest. And uh, thank you so much for, for sticking with us. We've got some big things planned coming in uh, in 2021. So really, really excited. Shut the fuck up, boss. I'm trying to fuck him. We've got some really exciting stuff coming up. Um, but in the meantime... Here are just some thoughts uh, for the start of a new year, new opportunities, some particularly poignant moments in it. I'll obviously punctuate with uh, some some delay effects, an echo. Um, you'll hear that. I'll put that on when, when I like something that was said. Enjoy and all the best to you and yours. The meeting tree. But I promise you I'm not dying. No one can promise that. No, I, I, I unequivocally promise you I'm not dying. We're all dying. We're all slowly fucking dying. Soon to be forgotten. Um, anyway, I wanted to talk to you on the podcast about um, this isn't like a big deal. I was just like driving along as one does and I noticed some cops. And have you noticed like people normally when they stand – Mm. Or sit. Everyone has quite terrible posture, right? You know, because we go on fucking computers all day or maybe just do back-breaking labor. Yeah. And so the normal way to stand, unless you've got to stick up your ass or like I guess you were taught to sit properly, um, is a slight slouch forward, yeah. right? Like a, a slight slouch, slight hunch, I suppose, is kind of the normal thing. So if anything, our weight is subtly being pulled forward from the head. Yeah. But cops, have you noticed, quite a lot of them have almost the opposite where it's almost as if they have a slight, like they're slightly sitting back in a harness, you know, you know, like it's like they're slight, like their pelvis is like slightly back as if they're just about to start like leaning on a, a fence or like something. A ledge. And they kind of walk, not all of them. But I've noticed quite a few of them kind of walk with like seated. I don't know if it's because of their like utility belt or something that they wear or what it is, but they have the opposite of a standard um, posture. That's a great observation, firstly, because as soon as you said, where do cops carry their weight? You instantly picture like a kind of hip to knee leading walk. It's like that area is leading them. Yes. Do you know much about Commedia dell'arte? A little bit, a little bit. A comedy of the arts. Yeah, yeah. Comedy of errors, as I like to call it. The arts or an error. Yeah, yeah. It's the, it's the Italian thing where you put on different masks and it's the same characters in every, like, skit, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. But uh, each character has very distinct physical explorations, ways they express themselves physically. Yeah. Il Dottore leads with the head. Ah. He's got this big head. And leans forward because his head weighs so much. Yeah. Like a normal person. Like a normal person. Cops lead with the pelvis, but not in a sexual not way. Not in a sexual way. It's more like maybe like uh, leading with the, I want to say hamstring, but like as if they're being pushed on their hamstrings, walking like a, a dog that doesn't want to go inside, but you're pushing it. Like it's almost as if they're abseiling, <laughs> but like- horizontally for the first time yeah like if you put if you were abseiling down a building but like walking abseiling but then you turn the building on its side that's kind of how cops walk 
Some, just some of them, not all of them. So, and then play the video in reverse <laughs> so they're going up the building. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Some of them. That's just something I noticed. So I thought it was worth getting back in the in the podcasting studio to um I think anyway, that, yeah, it's good great. To, good to speak to to everyone out there. Great uh, to see you. A lot of people don't know this, but the last time that Raph and I spoke was actually our last podcast. Yeah. How you been? Yeah, not bad. <laughs> you you well? Yeah, I'm pretty good. Things are good. Yeah, yeah. Another thing I was thinking about, like at the beginning of the pandemic, uh, this is some shit I've been reading around everywhere. That like, oh, at the beginning of the pandemic, a thousand different workplaces surveyed their employees about, you know, do you want to continue working from home even after the, the pandemic has passed, you know, during Trump's second term? 80% were like, yes, I want to be working from home five days a week. Yeah. And then six months into the pandemic, they interviewed them again and 77% of responders said they wanted to come back into the office. So it went from 30% to 77%. Everyone's like, wow, like everyone just realized that they actually need that human connection. Mm. And my thinking was more like, because I'm certainly not like that, like fuck the office. Yeah. Like, what about the 23%, man? Like what about the 23% yeah, who yeah. still don't? Like Surely that's the that, story. That's, yeah, yeah. There's more in the people that are like, uh, I'm actually fine here and far less in like the losers who are like, Oh, it turns out like if I spend too much time with the people that I've committed myself to, I might kill myself. It's like <laughs> Like the other thing I was thinking of, like with that number of seventy seven percent people wanting to wanting to get back in the office is like maybe it's gonna be like a fluctuating number because twenty three percent of cunts who just who don't want to go back, I'm now obviously projecting because I'm one of the twenty three. Mm. That like maybe the seventy seven percent want to go back because they want to hang out with the twenty three percent with us, yeah, exactly. And and like once they go back and like hold on, this isn't as fun, you know. This isn't where's where's Raph? Like where's where's the twenty three percent? And it's like where's Dixie cracking jokes and like playing practical pranks on people? This is the thing because what they want is the forced friendship, like. Uh, the twenty three percent don't want more. We don't want to be your friends. No. You know, we were forced to hang out. We have enough friends, and now you're going to see what it's like if you have to hang out with you and your other seventy seven percent mates. Well, uh, and a new twenty three percent will form a within new the seventy seven percent forms, <laughs> and like imagine that mob. It's the guy with the, with the weird, the wacky sock guy. <laughs> you know, it's the uh, it's it's the guy who is first to open a beer on Friday. Anyone else came? It's like, oh, all right, man. The lady who's always talking about it being wine o'clock and like, oh, is that wine in the coffee mug? Yeah, yeah. yeah. The um, the coffee, the coffee mug guys for sure are the twenty three percent of the seventy seven percent. The guy who's never worn a tie. I assume there are people in offices where everyone still has to wear a tie, but there's one guy that never has and has one of those like electric skateboards to get to work. Oh, uh, yeah, he's twenty three of the seventy seven, one hundred percent. Yeah, yeah. Well, I would like to think that. We are 23 of the 23. We're in the 23% of the 23%. Well, that has to exist as well, right? It's like it, if, if there's a 23 of the 77, there has to be a 23 of the 23. Yeah. I mean, what are the 77 of the 23 doing as well? It's like I guess maybe there's some of them actually who are saying, I want to stay home because the commute to work is a bit shit. Yeah, pisses like, me off. I've got stuff I need to do. Um, actually, w- maybe that's me. Maybe, uh, maybe I'm um, – being way too cool. Maybe I'm in the 77% of the 23 and the 23 of the 23 are actually just like sociopathic, like 4chan guys. Yeah. It could be that the 23 of the 23 are like those horrendously online water drop Twitter 
gronks who just like, oh, great, now I can just be replying to people online all the time yeah, and do my allocated three hours of work rather than doing my allocated three hours of work spaced over eight no, with a nice view. I actually reckon those people, like, because they love having a whinge to anyone who listen, you know, the, the kind of people who, um, I know this is ironic, who think that the whole world wants to hear their opinion shamelessly. No, I don't know. <laughs> I don't know. Anyway, cheers to the maybe I've come like cheers to the seventy seven percent like of the twenty three of this of the twenty three. Of course, I've, yeah. the, the seventy seven of the one hundred. Uh, yeah, I'm not, I just don't even want to think but about I, that. But I also think like they they must be a fickle bunch. The seventy seven of the hundred because I reckon that number would be so different if you asked them on a sunny day. Yeah, like yeah. it's probably like oh it's a bit rainy. Like you know when you go back to work, I I like. <laughs> Having the rituals and it's like, but if you ask them when it's 31 degrees, sun's pumping, one of their mates has just messaged them accidentally <laughs> about them saying like, geez, I hope, I hope young, uh, you know, what's, what's another name? Christoph doesn't come to the beach today. Uh, I, I'd hate to see him. And then a, a seed's planted in Christoph's head. Maybe it'd be nice to go to the beach. I won't go to, um, I won't go to Gordon's Bay where they're going. Maybe I'll I'll go to Yarrow Bay. Oh yeah, and just just Parsley Bay. Yeah, uh, Salt Bay, Canada Bay, and just have a walk around. You know, no, nah, you can fucking swim in Canada Bay now. They've put they've put a fence up, uh, the actual bay, which is I think technically Hen and Chicken Bay. Concordophiles, please fact check me. <laughs> but so you got French Bay, German Bay. Canada, yeah, yeah. I got got bays. (laughs) Um, All these fucking bays around there, but they've just fenced one off. They're encouraging people to swim in it. And my dad, who's lived in the area for God knows 105 years, he goes, yeah, it's because all these developments that have come in the area, sure, the water might be a bit cleaner or whatever, but you won't see anyone swimming in there that's lived in Concord for more than 10 years. It's fucking disgusting in there. Yeah. Well, <laughs> they don't know what what's gone in there. You know, yeah. the old paint factory just pumping lead into the Parramatta River, allegedly. <laughs> Maybe we could do that as a. I don't know. I was just imagining a, a situation where we had a TV show where we challenge each other to do things. Uh, I don't like dares. I've never liked them. In truth or dare, I abstain. <laughs> I abstain. Too risky. I don't want to do shit that other people tell me. I mean. Sh- I'm in a cranky mood. I'm not in a cranky mood. Like I'm, I'm in a um, an antisocial mood right now. Sorry, no, that's okay. Do you want me to go? Yeah, I'll continue this alone. <laughs> I just had a thought uh, based off you abstaining from the game of truth or dare. You know how in the UN you vote like affirmative, negative, or you abstain. Yeah, yeah. And the abstention is that a word? Yeah, yeah. To abstain is an abstention. Yeah, duh. That's definitely a word. Maybe is you know in itself. Seen as political. Yeah, of course. Well, like G- Germany doesn't, like they abstain on anything to do Israel. with Israel. Cowards. Cowards. I know not enough time has passed. Yeah, yeah. I think, I think if anyone knows a genocide when they see one, it should be the fucking Germans. Why? Well, six million Jews can't answer that question for you, Raph, True. unfortunately. But I would like to see, you know, given that the UN is, is you know, some people think is bullshit now anyway. Yeah. I don't. <laughs> But why don't they just act like it for a bit? What about a global truth or dare where, like, 
China can challenge Australia, truth or dare. And you can abstain if you want. You get one abstention. I think as a nation, we should go for dare. Yeah, yeah, yeah. For sure. Especially from China. Yeah. Like, well, we don't want to be telling the truth. They already know the truth, actually. Exactly. And I think the other thing is anything that China would dare Australia to do would be to China's benefit. Which is which probably our is benefit. In our benefit. Yeah. Which so, is- like, fucking bring on the dare. Let's go. <laughs> Let's go. If China wins, we all win. <laughs> I dare you to sell me another port. Port, 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 port. Yeah, exactly. China gets another port, we all win. Yeah. Uh, that'd be interesting if Macquarie, if the privately owned airports in Australia, of which I think is all of the major city ones except for Adelaide. Is that right? I don't know. I don't know. I know that Sydney is obviously. Macquarie. Well, it, it was Macquarie. I, I think they might have moved it on. So, like subsequently, I don't think they are the major like shareholder or owner in the Sydney airport anymore because I know the taxi drivers always still blow up at Macquarie because yeah. they like have that big add-on or whatever fee. Yeah, and that's also why the train costs so much. Yeah, the train's so fucking expensive. But I, I think Adelaide is public because the trolleys are free. Public good, free trolleys. Free trolleys. Would you feel more comfortable with a bank? Ooh. Ooh. Owning Ooh. owning your airport, boo, banks, boo. Or the People's Republic of China, a country that has successfully maintained and thrived the lives of over, over a billion people, countless Olympic uh, medals. Sun Yang. Uh, yeah, you know. Uh, a mate, you know, a mate of mine, ours, works at City of Sydney Council, who obviously responsible in some respect for the fireworks. Well, they're in the pocket of big firework. I've always said that. He says, like, there is not – because, like, every every year now there seems to be a furor about the fireworks for one reason or another. It just seems to be a meme to be like, spend the money on, I don't know, farmers or, like, I don't know, COVID sufferers or or, yeah. or whatever as if, like, there's, like, one pool of money. Um, every, Everyone – that's just, like, a weird, like, cultural worry issue every New Year's Eve now. And he's like, there's not a week that goes by that someone doesn't send send through a video oh, of the like drones. the drones in China. Like, you know, we could just use drones. They're so sick, man. <laughs> I mean, they are sick, but like- They're wicked. It's, I it's just like, think that's it, a funny mentality to be like, I've got the solution. Like, this will- The people who love fireworks, the people who hate the fireworks, they'll both get around this. I'm going to send an email to the city of Sydney. <laughs> They've got to see this. I've got some suggestions for city of Sydney. I mean, firstly, I'm on board with drones and lasers for New Year's. I'm on board. I think the only reason they keep doing fireworks, if it, it's this arbitrary light and colour and noise celebration, right? Yeah, 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 yeah. Fireworks a, were invented in China. sensory assault. Yeah. Fireworks were invented in China. China have pivoted away. Yes. What the fuck are we doing still using them? It's because there's some Italian family that's been doing all the fireworks in Sydney yeah. for the past five million years. Mm. You know, and it's the same reason why the Australian government stays reliant to coal and all these old non-renewable fuel sources because the the uh, relationships between government and private industry, those corners of private industry, are so strong that they just keep buttering each other up. Yes. You know? It's a revolving door. Like coal and the Australian government is the same as city as Sydney and big firework. And it needs to be broken down because if big firework decided to pivot to drones and lasers, uh, City Sydney would have no choice and we'd all be better for it. Would we? I think. But what, oh, Well, the, the I don't other trust side of that. The, I don't trust the drones. I'm not on board. The other side I'm of that. I'm sorry, I'm not on board. Who cares? <laughs> you know? So I, I live in the city of Canterbury Bankstown now. Mm-hmm. Shouts to everyone in the city of Canterbury Bankstown. 
New Year's Eve was such a hoot. I it's been a long time since I've heard that many like backyards just lighting up. It was sick. Do you reckon everyone's just getting in from the dark web? <laughs> well, like where I mean, you no, know, during no. lockdown, what they're still driving in Canberra? Is that that doesn't exist? No, no, like no. You know, years. you know what it is. So have you just you make ever, them yourself. Have you ever been in a situation where, like, say you're fishing on the in the Parramatta River in Meadowbank? No. For example, and a white van would pull up. And a guy just in the van goes, fellas, we got all these projectors, we got TVs, we got stereos, here are our prices, what do you want? And basically there's this like, there's various scams that these guys do, a lot of them are sparkies or whatever. Yeah. Where if they're doing a fit out for a school or a new office or whatever, they order 10 more than what they need. Yeah. yeah. And then just go and flog them. Yeah, yeah. Right, but how do you do that? So, you, well, but then there's the city. Guys, of, you reckon it could be city of Sydney, mateys? <laughs> that's what I'm saying. These guys are intentionally. How how the fuck? Who knows does, what's been lit off and what if, hasn't? If if the fireworks every year, I've got the official figure in front of me. The fireworks every every year in Sydney cost the city of Sydney eight million dollars. That could be wildly over or under. I feel like that's under. You reckon that's under? Well, I reckon I reckon it'd be more like a hundred million. I don't know though. Let's I, go a hundred mil. I mean, maybe it's maybe that's wildly over. But all right, if if that's how much fireworks cost, how much would it cost to put on a fucking war? A war, all- trillions. Yeah, you're right. Wait, you, you want to go to war? So where's this going? <laughs> Let's say let's stop wasting our money on fireworks. Okay, okay. Start just buying Fatty One Tens. How much? Yeah, we could buy some Fatty Fatty One Tens. That's a great idea. Uh, although, like, obviously, the sanctions with Iran is going to um, hurt might, that a little bit. Fuck us. Although we had Iranian caviar the other night. Yeah, that was beluga caviar. Yeah, yeah. I looked this up, and um, we actually Australia doesn't have super hardcore sanctions with Iran because we're still in the Iran deal. Uh, good news, everyone. <laughs> The caviar, caviar and fate one tens uh, yeah. can come. How much do the Sydney fireworks cost? On other podcasts, they like do this while they're talking, and like it's, it's like, yeah, like but- I, I prefer to just make it up. But yeah, I, know, I think no, it's, it's worth. This one's worth knowing. Ah, uh, you're right. Like it was only it's only fucking five point eight million. I was way off. Four hundred forty five k per minute. Hundred million. Well, <laughs> I, I figured like closing off the streets, getting the cops out there. No, well, you're right. I mean, I guess. Oh, are they also, talking about fireworks oh, alone? Um, I guess they're talking about fireworks alone. Yeah, yeah but, but if if you're going to also bring into it, like, how much are the cops costing? Are you talking about how much money comes in as well then? 133 million comes in to the local economy. Yeah, worth it. I don't know. I, I think these are fuzzy numbers. Oh, here we go. Trump's pardoning everyone. I've been waiting for this. <laughs> he pardoned little Wayne. Yeah, yeah. Did he Did he pardon uh, Joe Exotic? He's got to... um. Pardon Hillary? He's got to pardon Assange, brah. Apparently, he hasn't pardoned himself. Fool. Dog. Or Dude. even Rudy. Anyway, sorry. That's like breaking news on a fucking podcast that's going to come out sometime probably in like four days. No, no. I'll, I might get to it tonight. Oh, nice one. See how we go. We're going to have a net though. Wait. Fireworks. What else was on our list of stuff? To talk? No, we had no list. I only had the cop thing. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Well, we got to the firework rant. <laughs> I got nothing else to talk. I don't like you know, Trump. You know, he's obviously got reelected, which is which is great, <laughs> and well, like he's about to obviously at the inauguration. And you might be hearing this after 
after the peaceful transfer to a second term of Donald Trump and the storm has come. But, like, nothing else happened really in the last six months. Have you seen the video of Timmy Trumpet proposing to his fiance? Yeah, in a, um, in a, a live, COVID safe, like, live, a live stream. stream. He got her up standing on the table, as is, you know, the want of these EDM DJs. They make sure they stand tradition. next to the CDJs. It's, it's, tra- it's tradition. You have to stand next to the CDJ on the table. He was in a moon boot. <laughs> he was in a fucking moon boot. Would you prefer to propose in a moon boot or on a plane? <laughs> Text in <laughs> 0414. No, we've still oh, The answer is definitely a, a plane. I mean, that's <laughs> even though you, there's a, so much attention given to like, to like, oh, ladies and gentlemen, there's been, uh, I'm happy to announce on this plane. Man, uh, have you seen one on a plane? You ever seen one? I think I've heard an announcement. I haven't seen one, but I've heard an announcement that it's happened by the captain. I saw one. Sydney to Melbourne. <laughs> Sydney to Melbourne? Bros. <laughs> like, what are you doing? <laughs> Wait. <laughs> Wait till you're at, uh, I don't know, what. If, if you're that corny that you're proposing on a flight from Sydney to Melbourne, where are you going when you get off the plane? <laughs> Essendon Ibis? Uh, the AFL Museum. Oh, where's that? I don't know. It's got like like Jollymont kick, Street. You can like kick a footy through some goals with a fake crowd and stuff. Oh, that's sick. Yeah, that's a fucking mm. mad thing to do after you get engaged on the plane. Um, obviously, it's like Melbourne's Questacon. Oh, yeah. uh, coffee culture. I'd go to coffee culture. Um, I'd go to like lane art. I'd, yeah, lane art. You got to go to lane art. Yeah, I would actually propose in front of some graffiti in one of Melbourne's famous laneways. I'd propose in front of a Sudanese gang. I think that'd be cool. Uh, fellas, she said yes. <laughs> Good luck finding one, though. Fuck, you won't be married for a long time. That's true. Good yeah. luck finding uh-huh. one. Oh, the gangs. <laughs> oh, the gangs, the gangs. That's a classic. If you haven't seen that, fam, Christopher Pine, who, like, I know obviously cocksuck, I mean, not in the, not, not in the literal sense. Like, well, I mean, like, but, yes but and no. But it's I, fine like, if he is. That's what I mean, like, whatever. Funny guy. Like, I miss him. I do yeah. miss Christopher Pine. But Dixie is referring to a fantastic piece of footage. The reporter, the reporter asks him, do you find it unsafe going to restaurants in Melbourne? And he, he's like, no, should I? <laughs> kind of looks uh, at his uh, friends with a little uh, smirk. And um, he's like, well, Mr. Dutton has said that people in Melbourne are, f- are too scared to leave their houses. Like, oh, yes, right. The gangs, the gangs. Yes, yes. <laughs> Like, that is fucking gold. It's so good. The You're gangs. just like, oh, that's right. Yeah, the party line. Oh, the gangs. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, no, that's right. Yep. I, just once, I would like to have a party line that I have to, ta- like, toddle off. Like, And everyone knows you're just rattling off a, a party, party line, line and you just get And you do it, it in a funny way. And you just do it and then everyone rolls their eyes and goes, like, he's doing the party line, but I know that he has to. Yeah, that'd be so nice. Where's our party line? Maybe we should just have a party line from now on. Just, like, everyone knows from now on. That we have to say, like, what do we have to say? Uh, yes to a line. We, we <laughs> no, I feel like we have to say that, like, um, oh, you know, something, something corny. And how about we, that, that we, that ethics is at the forefront of our mind every moment and every minute of the day? <laughs> well, ethics is at the forefront of my mind every minute and uh, every moment of every day. That. It is <laughs> the ethics of, uh, 
business. Yeah, I do too. I live and breathe ethics. It's at the forefront of my mind every minute of every day. Yeah. I, I live and breathe ethnics. I fucking... Ethnics are at the front of my mind. Yeah, I got ethnic cars, man. I, you know, I make sure that all the clothes I, I buy are ethnically sourced. Taiwan, Bangladesh. Yeah, I had this fucking... Bro, this, that silly, silly tweet of mine, people have taken it quite seriously. Uh, last night I tweeted, there should also be a maximum wage. Yeah. It well, might, is it, that going off? It might be my most popular tweet ever. What the fuck's going on you there? You should sell some of those lights that make your bedroom look like the galaxy. They're a bit horny, don't you think? <laughs> it's all a bit horny. Um, you know. I, I, the, the discourse? Yeah, yeah. Well, I mean, like putting fancy lights in your bedroom, it's all a bit horny. And I think horniness needs to be – all right, so obviously 9-11 ex- exists as a, a point in time, yes. pre and post 9-11. Yeah, yes, yes. A lot of things changed post 9-11. Airport security, for one. Yeah. People's general happiness levels. Yeah, I mean, uh, the fucking United States quest for world domination just intensified and got like yeah. even incre- increasingly reckless. There will be a similar thing with, you know, pre and post pandemic world. Yeah. And people will talk about it like that. Oh, you know, this is like very post pandemic thinking, but it's not cool to be horny anymore. <laughs> and I think that will be like what washes up in a major way post pandemic. Stop being horny. Like, I think we've got to be like anti horny gang. Yeah. What do, you, what do you think? I mean, we've been uh, anti horny gang for ages, we've been asexual forever. I'm a curious. LGBTQIA. AC. That's actually <laughs> your line. Credit where credit's due. You're a curious. And I was curious about you being a curious and hopped on board. <laughs> I'm a curious, curious. What's uh, it like? Me and my daughter are both A. Um, I found a note in my um <laughs> in my phone. Mm. It's not funny. I don't remember the context, but here's what it says. Mm. Oh, please, spare us the drivel. The idea of the South China Sea as international water is derived from the ludicrous European notion of freedom of navigation. You completely ignore the fact that the South Sea has been part of Chinese empire and served as a critical economic throughway for trade and exploration for millennia. The only aggressor here is the US with over 300 bases surrounding China. How would the US respond if China sent nuclear armed aircraft carriers up and down the eastern coast a few kilometers off the shore in the spirit of freedom of navigation? Yankees, go home. I might have just dropped that as a comment maybe on like a Financial Times article or something. <laughs> I feel like that's the, that's the spirit of that. I, yeah. get, I get accused of being um, a Chinese bot like regularly on Twitter. That's great. I mean, that's what you want to be because at the end of the day, a fresh, a mid-pandemic Chinese bot is a post-pandemic told you so. <laughs> I've always said. You know? Yeah. <laughs> I also think that um, all all the talk about uh, social issues, be they conversations around race, money, etc., um, that have been kind of stirred up and and uh, come to the the top during this pandemic, uh, I worry they'll all just go away with nothing being done about them. Come Biden, but then the environmental issue that kind of sits underneath all of them will come to the top, but then it'll just be, we have lots of Band-Aids for you. 
because of who Biden's been like using as advisors and stuff. Yeah, I, I think that nothing good is going to change or happen. No, for sure. Like moving forward, like all of the issues, it's not in anyone who has is within any reaches of power anywhere to change the status quo. No, like it's just not in any any of their interests at all. Yeah, and right. like and, and we're kind of busy arguing about like like words in the national anthem in Australia and like in America, like God knows, um, to actually put pressure on any of the economic issues that would change things. Mm. My, my biggest fear though as well is like in post-pandemic world, um, sorry, did you want to? No, no, no. You on. talk about what you're afraid of. Well, what are you afraid of? Well, one, one thing that like, bitch. Um, I don't talk about my fears, you know, that's uh, I read that in Art of War. Don't talk I, about whenever your fears. I t- when I talk about my fears, it's actually fake. It's a fake out. Sun Tzu <laughs> said, the only time you should lie is when talking about your fears. Your, your enemy's greatest fear is not knowing your fear. Mm. Now you know theirs. My fear is like how quickly an entire population can become pro-cop and pro-authority. Yeah. I think in, in multiple frames. Like one... Like, cause I, you know, we're good boys and we like agreed with like fucking locking down and like knocking this thing on the head, et cetera. But like the whole dobbing, like dobbing oh, yeah. and, and snitching and, and like snitching on parties and like counting how many, how many people are in that house. I think that gathering's more than five, yeah. but also just like more rigorously, like we must punish. Them. That's one thing I kept saying everywhere all over the internet is like calling for harsher punishments for like people who break, like don't wear a fucking like who break COVID. Like I'm not like an anti I'm not, I don't think people should fucking go out and do what they want. Mm. But like this idea of like, we've got to start locking them up. You know, yeah. people who like, you know. Oh, well, I think, I think it's, it's like a very convenient thing that a lot of these people who have had disagreements with strangers on the internet, there's now like a pathway towards actual action against these, these strangers that they've had arguments with. And it's like, oh, well, me being, you know, pro-mask and everyone should stay home, I had an argument with someone online that was like, man, fuck all this, whatever. And it's like, oh, finally, I can, like, do something more than just sledge them online. I can yell that they should be in jail. Yeah, 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 like, exactly. And, and, and some people won't think that's unhinged. Yeah. Oh, fucking news flash, bitch. Some people will. <laughs> like, it's not normal. And the same thing, exactly the same thing is happening in the States right now with, like, those patriots um, who stormed. <laughs> who, who stormed. So-called. <laughs> Alleged patriots. <laughs> uh, the patriots who, who are trying to stop the steal and, like, stormed the capital. <laughs> but, like, this desperation to, like, call them terrorists and have, like, the FBI come and fucking target them. It's like, are you fucking dumb? Why would you want to give the FBI more power? Yeah. Why you, Why do you want everything labeled terrorist? Didn't you fucking see what they did last time with that? Like when they were throwing that word around, they used as an excuse just to fucking, well, A, just wipe out Iraq for one and like B, just lock up anyone they fucking wanted yeah, yeah. to. Just be like, oh, you kind of go against what we're trying to do here. So we're just going to lock you up. Like literally you, they were allowed to detain people for like any amount of time they wanted without pressing charges. Like- why the fuck would you want that on your own citizens? Are you yeah. stupid? And you think that this is just going to be targeting, you know, yeah, your wait, specific wait enemies? Yeah, because wait it comes back on you yeah. or the people that you've, you know, so gallantly posted about on Instagram. Yeah, wait until like a cop, you know, shoots another person of color and like people start protesting it. Like you think the FBI is going to be like, oh, we're going to put away those. We're going to forget yeah, that we have those powers. They're not terrorists. They're upset about something we did. It's like, no, that's not how it works. Yeah. Anyway, just like stop wanting cops and to have more power. Yeah. <laughs> just stop that. 
Yeah, yeah. And, that, that's and pissing me off. Be normal and keep ethics at the forefront of your mind every moment. Like, fuck cops, be a normal cunt and ethics. Yes, of course. Ethnics. I spoke wrong. Fuck ethnics? Gladly. <laughs> Jesus. We are rusty. That might be us. Is that us? Yeah. Well, you, have, you got some more shit to spout off on? <laughs> no, I mean, it'd be nice to end on a lighter note. Oh, yeah, yeah. But we could also just end it there. I will not fuck ethnics. <laughs> I'm A-curious, baby. I'm not fucking anyone. <laughs> I'll fucking... I'll, white, black, yellow, yellow purple. purple. <laughs> <laughs> oh, fuck, I said yellow. Fuck. <laughs> purple, purple. Green. <laughs> oh, it's a classic. We can end it there. Yeah, that's good. <laughs>